6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. It's a question that has been asked a lot over the past year or two. What to do about homeless encampments in Edmonton? Well, city officials are considering funding and managing homeless encampments this summer as part of a strategy to address the growing homelessness issue. City councillors voted 11-2 to 2 in favour of piloting small-scale sanctioned encampments for this summer. So what does that mean? What could it look like? Warder, da- Warder O'Damon, Councillor Ann Stevenson, made the motion, and Councillor Stevenson joins us now. Welcome to the show, Ann. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Where did this idea come from? Are other cities doing it? Yeah, you know, this really came for me looking around, especially my ward, where uh, we do see a high concentration of encampments and just some of the challenges with our current encampment response. Um, it's it's very hard right now with a lack of uh, permanent supportive housing to move people in to do, to do much more than, than move people along. That creates a lot of challenges for surrounding residents, for businesses, and also for the folks living in those uh, structures. So how do you see this working? I know there's a lot of details, obviously, that would have to be worked out, you know, the number of them, location, uh, accommodation, all of those things. But when you're looking at it, when you envision it, how do you see it working? Yeah, well, you know, I think that's an important clarification to start with is my, my colleagues and I passed a motion to get more information about pursuing a pilot project this yeah. summer. So, so it's still a decision point to come on July 4, where I hope to see more of those details fleshed out. Uh, in my mind, these would be small sites with, you know, anywhere from a handful to a dozen of, of residents. Um, they would be, you know, safe, uh, fenced in, and have, you know, the basic amenities on site that we all need, washrooms, uh, cleaning facilities, potentially, um, you know, services coming on site as well to provide food uh, and other connection to housing and supports that folks may need. How, how could this work as a bridge to more stable housing? That's a great question. So we we do have 500 new units of permanent supportive housing coming online later in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, But even those buildings require residents to pay rent. And so that comes from benefits that they may be entitled to. But getting access to that often takes uh, a number of weeks, if not months, to get paperwork in order, get those benefits flowing. So uh, these managed encampments could be a real opportunity for folks to begin that paperwork, to begin that uh, transition into those permanent units when they become available later in the year. so, would, so do you envision these these encampments then having um, you know folks there who work in social services, uh, folks there who could uh, help folks get uh, treatment for you know mental health issues or drug and alcohol or whatever that they need? I mean, it sounds like it could be all encompassing. Absolutely. I think those are all elements that I'd be really keen to see. Um, you know, we'll have to see what comes back with what staff are proposing and what, what agencies are able to provide. But I think absolutely those would all add a huge amount of value. All right. So when we talk about uh, huge amounts, I know a number of people would be wondering right now, any idea what the cost for something like this would be? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a question. And, and I think what will be most important is... The difference between the cost of taking a managed encampment approach versus, you know, providing better housing solutions for folks. So if it's quite a small margin between um, providing a managed encampment versus, let's say, you know, renting out hotel spaces, which has been done in the past, I think that's obviously a much higher quality living environment for people. So I would want to see that investment going towards that. But if it can be truly a very, um, you know, modest 
reasonable cost that again helps helps save in other resources in terms of the enforcement having to go out uh, with encampments yeah. then I think it's really worth exploring yeah I, I wonder what um I wonder what the folks who are who are living rough right now what 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 they would think of of living in a, a kind of like a, a sanctioned encampment I, I I just wonder how how that would play with them yeah, and I think that's an excellent question that my colleagues raised in terms of, you know, is this a solution that is sort of being imposed on people or is this something that they, they want to see? Uh, what I think is clear is that people are already making the choice that they would prefer being in encampments to uh, shelters uh, due to some some missing amenities like privacy, um, being able to store uh, possessions, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have certainly talked to agencies who work uh, closely with the folks who are experiencing homelessness, and they, they feel that this is an idea that's uh, very much worth exploring so yeah we'll learn one way or another yeah without a doubt uh counselor ann stevenson joining me this afternoon there's some folks texting in saying okay you know well how's it decided where do these encampments go and 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 what about the neighborhoods that they might be in you know there's always that uh not my backyard thing going on ann yeah absolutely and i i think you know tragically almost every neighborhood in Edmonton, if not all neighborhoods in Edmonton, currently have encampments in them. Uh, we see that in our maps. We see that. I, I see that when I step out of my, my front door. Um, we do have encampments in our community because we don't have the housing that we need for all of our fellow Edmontonians. So it's just a question of how people want those encampments to be in their community, if they want them to be safer or more managed um, versus you know the current state, which is Yes, you know, a crew may be able to come along, people may be able to be moved off from that one spot, but there's nothing stopping an encampment from coming back again the next week and the next week and the next week. And that's, that's really what we're seeing in the city core right now, and I any of us will. How do you control the size of these? Yeah, great question, and I think that was one of the, the key concerns that were, uh, were raised in terms of looking at this idea previously. Um, I think it can be as simple as having some perimeter fencing put up. I know that that was successful in another uh, instance, I believe last summer or the summer before. Um, it's really just, you know, being proactive by having the managing camp and by having sort of on-site supports. Uh, we will have those eyes, um, you know, watching out for those things and be able to, to manage that, hopefully. How would this help the communities where current encampments are set up? Yeah, I mean, my hope, again, is that um, it provides some relief. Um, right now, what I'm hearing from businesses and residents is they they can call in, the encampment response team can come out, uh, an encampment can be, be uh, cleared, um, which, again, has, you know, significant impacts for the people being there. But then, again, within hours, they are back again. Um, so I'm hopeful that this um, pilot may be able to relieve some of that pressure and uh, uh, and avoid the cyclical uh, nature that communities are currently experiencing. And well, you know what, uh, Councillor Stevenson, I can tell you that my text line uh, here at uh, the radio station is on fire with this topic, plus my personal uh, phone <laughs> is blowing up right now. There's a lot of questions that remain unanswered as far as you know the size location the cost security all of those and and we understand that and we laid that out at the very beginning a lot of those uh, answers or some of the those answers will come back on July 4th when this uh, when that uh, report from city administration comes back from City Council I, I think it's going to be um it's going to be an interesting one councillor Stevenson we'll be watching it closely thanks for joining us 
My pleasure. Thanks so yeah. much for having me. Yeah, take care. Councillor Ann Stevenson, who uh, represents Ward O'Damon. Yeah, I can tell you that on the text line right now, no, no support of this whatsoever. A lot of questions. And I still think, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt at this point. I want to see the answers to all of those questions that we asked because they're all very valid. Security, washrooms, um, benefits, you know, uh, uh, ties to social agencies, um, the cleanup, security, overall cost. Yeah, I get it. I hear you, Chadville. There's a lot of questions, and hopefully we'll have some more answers coming up July 4th, and I'll keep you updated right here on 630 Chad.